This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Army maintains a network of research laboratories exploring everything from medical materials to new drone technologies. It also works to encourage more young people to get into scientific fields. Here with more, Dr. Matt Willis, Director of Laboratory Management in the Office of the Assistant Secretary of the Army for Acquisition, Logistics, and Technology. Dr. Willis, good to have you in. Pleasure to be here. Well, tell us about the outreach to educational, I guess it's the Army Educational Outreach Program. How does that relate to the laboratory work? Our educational outreach is intricately linked to the you know, science and technology fields across the Army that we are you know, investigating. And, you know, the, the Army recognizes that in order for us to you know, prepare for the future, we need to invest in STEM now or yesterday, many years ago, and we have within the Army to prepare students for future technology careers. Let's talk about the labs themselves for a minute. What exactly do they look at? And give us a sense of the scope of the lab network in the Army. Sure. So many people don't recognize that within the Army we have, depending on how you count, about 15 different labs all across the country, ranging from medical laboratories to basic research laboratories to research and engineering centers that study anything from missile technologies to tanks to technologies that would be on a soldier, et cetera, et cetera. So across the country, we have about 25,000 scientists and engineers working in Army labs every day. And is that a combination of uniforms and civilian people? Yeah. So the 25,000 represents a combination of Army civilians, on-site contractor support, and people that are in the military. And you use a, I guess, a series of contests and challenges to try to get people interested. There was one recently involving Legos. Tell us about that and, and some of the other types of contests and challenges that you operate. Sure. So we really you know, believe that we need to get kids excited about STEM, excited about science, technology, engineering, and math. So we have a, a spectrum of programs in the Army ranging from to your point, uh, STEM enrichment programs targeting elementary, middle school kids to STEM contests where students can actually earn you know, scholarships, all the way to opportunities for internships, providing opportunities for students to work alongside with bench scientists and engineers at our labs. And what about recruiting at, say, colleges and universities that specialize in science, math, technology, the MITs of the world, if you will, about careers with the Army, because I imagine many students in those fields probably never considered a career as a civilian, much less a soldier, with an Army laboratory. Yes, absolutely. So we have extensive outreach to universities, colleges, historically black colleges and universities, minority-serving institutions all across the country to, to your point, get them excited and interested and even just cognizant of the fact that you can be a civilian working in an Army lab as a federal employee, which I don't believe that many students appreciate or, or understand that those opportunities are out there. And the labs themselves, are they pretty much what you would find in the best of the industrial types of labs? Yes, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're working on state-of-the-art, cutting-edge research with the best in anything you think of from you know, clean room technology to vaccine development to test beds for testing and developing new technologies. We're speaking with Dr. Matt Willis. He's Director of Laboratory Management in the Office of the Assistant Secretary of the Army for Acquisition, Logistics, and Technology, ALT. And what about the mission of the Army? Is that something you find in general is a good appeal to people that you would like to get into the STEM field and then at some point into the Army research labs? 
Sure, absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think that there is a tremendous amount of students that are out there that find, and my myself, I myself started as an Army civilian working at an Army research laboratory, and there is a tremendous patriotic mission there as well. And we're working on really exciting technologies. It's anywhere from, like I said before, the defense space to medical to other technologies. I mean, the Strategic Offset Initiative, which is going back some few years now, but really is, I think, heating up now, that must be something that is attractive to people also. Yes, absolutely. Is artificial intelligence part of the uh, lab work? It is. So there's you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning, how to develop technologies and strategies to team with machines or to provide opportunities for machines to do tasks autonomously, and how do we build those interfaces in a robust way so that uh, there are certainly more standards when you are sending this technology out in the field, you know, protecting our soldiers than you might have within your cell phone here domestically, where if it breaks, you know, it's a bad day, but it's not necessarily a a catastrophe. Sure. And I want to get back to those contests because I was interested in having you tell us about that Lego idea because that's what caught our eye in the first place in this whole this whole endeavor. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're really trying to, you know, develop or think of unique ways that we can provide opportunities for students to think about engineering, science, and math in unique ways that they wouldn't necessarily think about within their, their traditional. So, so one of the the contest or you know, science competitions that we sponsor is uh, called eCyber Mission, and it's really focused. It's a nationwide, actually international competition where we have teams of students come together to try to solve or develop a solution to a problem in their community. And this can be from a, you know, an engineering perspective or you know, science perspective. Then they develop their solution. We bring in Army and scientists and engineers to look at their different uh, technologies that they've developed and ultimately, these solutions are graded and evaluated, and students can earn scholarships for future educational opportunities. And those that are practicing science in the Army, in the armed services, are they generally part of the greater research establishment? That is to say, do they give papers at conferences? Do they get published? Do they interact with academia and this kind of thing? Absolutely. And so, so I think that that's actually a, a good point that I wanted to make is that the impact of our educational outreach activities is greatly enhanced by the fact that we have actual Army scientists and engineers that are integrated thoroughly throughout all of our programming. So not only do they have the perspective of Army technologies, but yes, they are on the cutting edge. They are publishing papers in science or nature or you know, other academic journals. They're being invited to give keynote talks at you know, huge academic conferences. Those are the, the people that we want to engage with these students. And as director of laboratory management, what does that mean and what do you do all day? So my portfolio contains policy oversight for our workforce, our infrastructure, STEM educational outreach, and how the labs engage with the private sector. So really what the Army is trying to do is to develop an ecosystem where it demonstrates that we value high-impact scientists and engineers uh, to come and work for the Army be able to engage with the private sector to push technologies out, bring the greatest technologies in, and then have this sustainable infrastructure to, again, engage, inspire, and attract the next generation of scientists and engineers. Dr. Matt Willis is Director of Laboratory Management in the Office of the Assistant Secretary of the Army for Acquisition, Logistics, and Technology. Thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you. 
We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.